tell me how to say ladies and gentlemen and gender neutral terms. Hey yo. Hey yo. Hey yo. That's pretty exciting, right, Omega? Indeed. Yeah, right. HIAC Talk Radio is always exciting. Get in there. You will deal with that Atlas harshly. Fight forever, I think he broke it. And you're listening to Hell in a Cell Radio. The Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Hell in a Cell Talk Radio. Yes, an afterbirth. That's that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And uh, whatever do you mean? I mean, nothing happened. There was no drama. I mean, what's the problem? Well, well, after a six-hour uh, pay-per-view on AEW loaded with 28 matches. Um, is it six hours? I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I, this is my, I'm, this mic is, yeah, is yeah. hyperbolic, so. Yeah, um, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Exaggerated. Yeah. All right. But there was just, it was five hours. Okay, it, it felt like six um, because there were so many goddamn matches, and this was one, as much as I wanted to see two of them i wasn't going to sit through all you know the the 27 other matches uh that happened aew's credit they're um they pack a lot into the it was five hours but they did pack a lot into it and because they don't take uh an interminable amount of time on their entrances like the wwe does i will give aew credit for that the only thing i give aew credit for is the fact that the wrestlers go right to the ring and and the match starts, whereas uh, at Clash of the Castle, I know they're at a stadium, but even at, on a, on a Raw show, it takes about two minutes for between someone between the time someone's introduced and between the time they finally get in the ring, um, and then there's a commercial, and so the person that well, that took two minutes to get to the ring, we have to wait another three minutes to see them actually wrestle. Uh, but yes, this weekend in professional wrestling may go down in history as one of the most um, memorable ones, especially the most memorable weekend of wrestling this year alone, uh, because WWE returned to overseas for its first pay-per-view there since SummerSlam uh, 92. And that yeah, went I believe so, yeah. yeah. Clash at the Castle um, looked great. The crowd looked great. And then that was a Saturday. And then Sunday... Was AEW's all out or all in or all in or out? All out. All out. Okay. Sure. Sure. Because last, I guess the last one was all in, so we have to go out now. Sure. Here we go. You got to get in to get out. You got to get in to get out. That's catchy. Set that to music right away. Um, the thing I can't about- believe you got it. Oh, yeah. That's so fucking funny to me. But he won't know this. No, no, he got it. Okay, fine. I'm very proud of you, Craig. It makes me thank happy. you, sir. And, and my what I why I'm here to make you happy, Dan. Um, Derek's he, not. Derek's not happy. Derek doesn't make me happy. Oh well, Derek doesn't make me happy either. Uh, Derek. Well, Derek's misery makes me happy. So when the Mets event inevitably lose, uh, yes, <laughs> playoffs again, that will make me happy. <laughs> oh, that's mean, but true. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're all gonna have a field day with that when that happens. Yes, looking forward sorry, to that. Derek. Sorry, no, Derek. Sorry, yeah, and yeah, not sorry that you couldn't be here, even though you wanted to be here, and you because you had so much for to you. Say. 
mm-hmm. coming. Yeah, I yeah. hope you hear this, and I hope you hear me go uh, right in your ear. Yeah, that's how I feel about you. That's for you, Derek. Yeah, D Mac. You son anyway. of a bitch. I'm yes. kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, kind of. Make me sad when you're not here. I miss you, man. Yeah, um, we miss you too, but he's taking care of baby Daniel. So, uh, what should be baby Daniel? Yes. Yes. But I will love him like a nephew if I'm allowed to. I will. Uh, <laughs> I will lavish him with if gifts. The, if the court allows, yes. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. If the court allows, no, I will lavish him with as many noisy gifts as I can. Yes. Um, like just send him over to eventually where even his wife will hate me and go, mm-hmm. "Why are you friends with that white boy?" <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that's I live to annoy. Yeah. When yeah. we first started this show, I'll never forget when Dean told me some of our friends. Uh, in wrestling, going, oh, you know, I like the show, but Dan, he's so annoying. You should get somebody else. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Oh, that's that's hilarious. I said, you know, you know, they went to their first wrestling. Never mind. Uh, but Dan, um, before we get into our our thoughts and um feelings about, uh, well, we can start talking about the the pay per views first. Did you see both of them, or did you see only one? Yes, I, I watched. No, no, I watched the pieces of both of them. Okay, did you want to? Uh, even when you even when you pay for it, I just don't, don't, don't want to watch all of that. Just I get you. Yeah. So you would. We'll talk about the the pay per views first. You want to go in order? Talk about the pay per views, then talk yeah. about the Clash AEW the Castle Afterbirth, yeah. and then um, Raw. Um. <laughs> And the fallout apparently that happened after. I don't um, know why it makes me laugh so much. It, it's 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 funny. It's uh, funny. It's funny in a wrestling term, in a wrestling terminology. It's funny. Yeah. I will say this: this is the days where I'm. You know, as as much as I liked um, AEW, uh, well, we'll take that ride in a second. But man, thank God that Clash of the Castle wasn't that long. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, that it was a Saturday afternoon. Which uh, which helped out a lot. Sure, yeah. Um, so uh, also gave me time to watch the uh, Taylor Hawkins uh tribute concert right That's after. That's right. That's so, right. It was yeah. amazing to see yeah. uh his son drumming my uh for my hero. That was crazy. That was great. You know what the craziest thing for me, Dan? And I'm sorry we're getting off topic, but I, I swear we're going right back. I mean, I do it to you all the time, yeah. so why not? The, the craziest thing to me. Dan about the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert was is that Taylor Hawkins is dead. No, that oh. Taylor Hawkins' favorite band was Queen. Yes, obviously, and Roger Taylor was a drummer of Queen, and Roger Taylor's son Rufus drummed with Foo Fighters. He looks exactly like Taylor Hawkins. Yes, yes, he does. It was so effing weird to me. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. when I I looked up because it was a, a speaking. We're going to talk about another five hour show in a second, but the Taylor Hawkins <laughs> concert. Was five hours, but I looked up and one, and I thought they were showing old footage. I think, wait, no, that's no, no, that's him. Yeah, that's, that's Rufus Kim. But I mean, he had the hawk tattoo and everything. And I know, well, obviously, it's way too soon to be talking about replacements and stuff like that. But that would be just such for Queen. No, no, it's probably good timing. Yeah, and but I, I, but here's the thing, Dan. What I think they should do if they go back a year from now or something like that uh, on tour, use Rufus. As the new use Rufus Taylor, Roger Taylor's son, as a new drummer for the Foo Fighters until Shane Hawkins is ready. 
Uh, I will say this. Rufus has played. Uh, by the way, hello, Russ. You haven't missed anything. Uh, so we'll get to that in a second. Hang in there, buddy. You haven't missed the thing. Um, Rufus has been playing with Queen for a bit. Yeah. Uh, they've done. I've watched. I stayed up once with Dean and watched their. Uh, that was uh, 2016. They're rocking Rio. Uh huh. And uh, watch them do a drum duet. And yeah, Rufus is very good. Very, very good. Yeah, I, I this uh, is the first time I saw him, and he he was he was great. He was excellent. And what was uh um. Taylor Hawkins' sons is Shane. Shane, yeah. Shane, yeah. How is it? Is he 16? 16, yeah. Chip off the old block. Not to mention, I just watched, you know, last year, I just saw a Genesis tour mm -hmm. with uh, Phil's son, Nick Drummond, for the band. Okay. And, you know, that kid, well, Nick mm -hmm. started drumming on Phil's solo tours when he was 15, 16. Uh -huh. And now here he is with Genesis. And... You know, those are demanding. Yeah. Even 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 with Phil's solo shows, a lot of that's really fucking demanding. Yeah. Well, Wolfgang started at 16. Uh yes, exactly. with Van Halen. So not saying everyone should start at 16, but um I mean if you can, go ahead. Yeah, good. And you know, I but obviously it that's Shane's spot as far as I'm concerned, as far as who the new Foo Fighters drummer should be. But in the in the meantime, in between time, in between Rufus, time. Rufus is just fine. Taylor, <laughs> and and he looks like did I mention how much he looks like? He looks like Taylor a, Hawkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a weird. That was the most amazing thing to me. That I watched all five hours of the concert, but when he came, I was like, that is really wild. And I, I, uh, I I'll tell you, I couldn't watch it because uh, that's still very sad. Oh yeah, yeah. So once I saw the footage of. Um, Dave trying to sing uh times yeah. like these. I was like, Yeah, I'm tapping, I'm out. Yeah, uh, I'd rather talk and listen about this than the dumpster fire you have to talk about. Well, I mean, it, I don't think uh, wonderful segue, Russ. I don't think it was a complete dumpster fire. I think more yeah. of the dumpster fire was backstage. But boy, are we gonna talk some shit right now because I'm tired of being nice about things. Uh, nobody listens anyway, so I'm just gonna be honest about things now. Well, from my perspective, but mm -hmm. as far as Clash at the Castle, um, I'm going to say it was a better show only because it didn't take up my entire lifetime. Um, remember, like even when I was a kid, as much as I was like, I want more wrestling shows, I didn't want longer shows. No, I didn't want to sit there on a Sunday night and watch Hollywood Havoc for 16 hours. <laughs> I wanted to see the shit I want to see and move the hell on. Yeah, and back in the old days, Dan, when the pay-per-views would come on, they'd be on a Sunday afternoon. And so you go at to 1 o'clock, and by, you'd be done by 4. Um, I remember seeing WrestleMania 3, 93,000, going in the, at the Spectrum in the Sunday afternoon, and I was back home by 5. Yeah. I just like pretending to look at you. Every now and then I look up at the camera, and while you're talking, I'm just like... Yeah. Those who, for those who, <laughs> that's very good. For those who are listening uh, to the podcast, we do stream uh, every, uh, all, all but one Wednesday of the month. No, Tuesday of the month. And we stream uh, live, danlaw.tv, 
And right now, because we want to have the background working, we have the HIC logo back there. But the way it works is Craig is superimposed right next to me. And every now and then when he's talking, I just like to pretend I'm looking at him like it's a news report. Yes, thank you. I know. Uh, you two looking at each other should be a gif. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going. I've already marked it for a gif. It's our, I'm, I'm way ahead of you, Russ. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Russ plays games on YouTube. Uh, youtube.com slash well no don't say just type type in rest plays games or uss yeah hi man friends russ has been listening for a long time um russ is uh stuck by me while other people go and then unfollow um so yes better show uh i i love love death love 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 to death a hundred times we could talk about it damage control uh led by my girl bailey dakota kai and is it eos guy Eos, Eos guy. guy, yeah, yep. formerly artist, formerly known as Eo Shirai, yeah, and now, that's fine. E- Eos guy, yeah. I will send it to you, Russ. I will. I will do when I'm done. I won't do it tonight because it's been a long day. This podcast is going to take one more day to put up, so it's going to be a day later than usual. Because after I hit the uh, uh, end stream button, I'm 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 going to sleep. Uh, so I will get it to you tomorrow. You and Craig are life. Right, well, see, there you go. Thank you, thank you. Russ. We are life. We are. We, we keep. We have the circle of life and uh, I forgot the next line. Yeah. I I will watch those guys all day. They immediately then for, reformed Imperium. Yeah. I mean, reformed, but they kind of brought them back together. Yes. There uh, should be a threesome. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Thank you. Uh, Liv Morgan keeps her championship. I don't know what happened and I don't give a shit. Uh, what happened and why people all of a sudden hate her. Um, I love that she beat Shannon Baszler. That was the idea. I don't know why you're confused about and why you're upset. She's the champion and the champion rightfully beat someone challenging her for the butt. And that's the only thing I did kind of disappointed me only because yeah. I was a huge Shayna Baszler fan. I'm, I was thinking still that they would, Reteam Shayna up with um, Rhonda and reform oh, that that mini horseman time. thing. And yeah, there was still time, but I thought that would put Shayna finally over the over the top as being. There's no still, reason. Yeah. No, there's no reason. I'm sorry that she. As much as I wasn't as upset as you were about this, no mm-hmm. reason why Shayna Baszler shouldn't be. On top, we watched her live. We've seen her in person carry mm-hmm. a main event. Mm-hmm. I forgot who she wrestled that night at Takeover. It doesn't matter. She's amazing. Yeah. Um. I don't. There. I. I. You know, we've been doing this show since 2012. It's been mm-hmm. 10 years. It was 10 years in April. You've been on it quite a lot of a long a lot of times as well. A long time as well. I'll get words out today eventually. <laughs> um. And while I have no problem calling out uh, toxic wrestlers who should be shot into the sun with a rocket, I am done figuring out. Uh, thank you. Uh, what people like, because mm-hmm. I, I, the same people who are like crying foul that live one and beat Shayna, were two years ago, three years ago. We're saying that she sucks, doesn't look good. Why is she on the main event? So I don't care. Okay. Um, I want to see more of that, and Shayna eventually gets her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
uh, with that being said, also was the, and I think we all saw it coming. And I really think that the reason, listen, if I had those thighs around my head, I would have also turned on my father. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Dominic turned on uh, Ray. Yeah. Uh, joining, I guess, Judgment Day. I, I mean, te- mm-hmm. I guess he joined the next night. Yeah. Um. Even though uh, Ray and Edge won, Dominic turned on his father, which I think we all saw coming. And like I said, uh, if R- Rhea Ripley could beat me, beat me up like that, and it would convince me to do a lot of things, yeah. including yeah. beat up my own father. Yeah. Um. You, we all saw it coming. Maybe the worst kept uh heel turn in wrestling, especially when it comes to Ray. I mean, and we've seen that. And you know, to turn on Ray, you have to give him the clothesline because that's what Eddie did. That's what Batista did, and. Now that's what Dominic did, and because Ray takes it so well, um, I, I, my problem is still with um, the um, what's the name of the group? I'm sorry, God damn it, we just Judgment Day. Judgment Day. It, it, damn, that group still needs Edge. He never should have left, honestly, I because don't, I don't I that group. You can't replace Edge with thing. a. You can't replace Edge with a Finn Balor. And I'm not knocking Finn Balor, but he's no, not, not at all. But it's not the same. No. And now, if if Rhea Ripley's the 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 head of it, which is fine, um, she should be, um, what Charlotte Flair is, though, um, she should be the number. She should be in the main event of a women's program. Yes. Um, I'm glad she's getting a main event spot, which she richly deserves. Uh, in this group, but I just don't see uh, where uh, how far Judgment Day can go with this group, and now you're adding Dominic to it, because Dominic is um, I don't know what heel Dominic is going to do better than face Dominic did, because we know as much as we love Ray um, Dominic Mysterio is in the um, David Flair, David Flair. Flair. Samartino. No, don't you. T- no, he's not as bad as David was. How dare you? I knew it no. was coming. I was like, no. Well, okay, we'll put fair. him. He, uh, I'll, he's I'm in the little, great Ganya. He, he's in the great Ganya, Angelo Mosca Jr. Uh, type realm where um, he's just he's just <sighs> good, but compared he's okay. to. He's okay. I'd rather watch him than Eric Watts. Oh, Yes. And I and I sat through it. Uh, listen, I, it sounds shitty because Eric Watts is like, fuck did I do, man? Uh, <laughs> like, I, I, I sat through a lot of years, a lot of years of. Of Eric Watts. Yeah, Eric, it's Eric not Watts. his it's no, not Eric, his fault, but goddamn of Eric Watts getting pushed. Eric Watts, you know, beating Arn Anderson for the TV championship. Um yeah. So, and again, it's not his. Like, Eric was like, "Hey, what do you? You know, it's not his fault. I'm, I'm do what I'm told, and that's fine. And that's the same with my problem is with the that stable because it's it's rudderless. But you're when Edge had it. Now you're getting to see guys in the main event: Damian, Rhea, and Ed, with Edge talking. They they could have been your new three man group because as much as I was going to use the V word, but as much as the old regime loves three man groups, that was your heel group going into twenty twenty three and beyond. 
because you can make those are main event stars. Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, they're main event people. They're grown adults that look like they can kick somebody's ass, which is what I want in a professional wrestler. Uh, and someone I'm going to take seriously, someone I'm going to pay money to see, or I'm going to pay money to see get beat because of how much uh, I hate this heel. They all have that. Uh, and you take that away. And I know it was because Edge wanted out because uh, the old regime wanted them to do supernatural stuff, which Edge wasn't a part of, didn't want to be a part of. And so they kick Edge out. And the old regime is out just like that. And next thing you know, hey, they're not doing supernatural stuff, but we already turned Edge face, so we can't go back. And now we're stuck with Ben Balor and uh, Dominic uh, Mysterio. Hold uh, on a second. Wait a minute. What? Of all the face and heel turns, some of them rather quickly, they could just throw it back in. Nope. There's, you, got an, you got an opportunity here. You just saw Dominic turn on Ray, mm -hmm. the very next day you could have Edge go, yeah, me too. It was all planned. It, they could have, but They're the all stupid. Yeah, but the way they got rid of Edge, though, so final and the concerto, which which doesn't hurt, by the way, it looks better on TV than it does. What actual? Are you what, Craig? Yeah. No, you've been doing that for twenty years, and it just because it, but it's such a yeah, it's the truth. Um. Um, but the way they, they got rid of Edge, though, made it like impossible, not impossible for him to turn right back face, yeah, sure. or turn right yeah. back heel, just look uh, bad. But I'm I'm saying for this group, because I'm such a huge fan of both uh, Rhea Ripley primarily and Damian Priest, uh, who both deserve main event spots. I just don't see how they get there the way it's, it's currently constructed because with edge was the one to get them there is what I'm saying because edge can talk and because edge can, can ever what Bailey's doing with, with uh, EO and Dakota and they're already, that's what edge was on his way to doing with, uh, with Rhea and, and Damien. Now it's all gone. No sense. No, sense. Uh, Russ just says, Craig, I swear. Did you say wrestling was fake? I think their wrestling was fake. I'm saying that concerto, concerto. is yeah, visually... Yeah, get your shit straight, Russ. Yes. Yeah. It's visually striking, but in reality, it does absolutely nothing. Next, you're going to tell me Sid didn't really stamp his leg. What? But he did. Oh, oh, oh. My bad. Yeah. All right. Bad comparison. <laughs> you know what? You're 6'11". I think you need more aerial offense. Yeah, why don't you try a one-handed super kick off a one-legged super kick off the second rope? Aerial offense. I'm six eleven. Uh, Everything's be... aerial offense. You fuck. <laughs> yeah, it'll pump the ratings. Um, the biggest surprise not at all. <laughs> no. The biggest surprise. Only... Go ahead, man. Yeah, that was the only thing that came out of that because the next day, all everyone was talking about it was was the Joe Theismann of professional wrestling. It didn't help that Nitro showed it. Like they didn't. That's the thing. People don't. A lot of people don't remember. They didn't. You didn't even see it on the pay per view. Mm -mm. You had no idea. All you saw was it cut back to the ring at once because at the same time, Animal was coming out. Which, by the way, whoop de do. Yeah. What a what a. What a what a what a fucking reveal that was. So at the same time, they're revealing the animals that masked 
chubby guy that was attacking i don't know everybody at the time mm. so they missed the actual jump so not only that on the live show they miss the jump mm-hmm. and the snap and then it cuts back to them stomping him at one point and just see his foot doing that and it cuts yeah. away but it wasn't that bad that the next night they showed it in three angles and once in slow motion and then they kept showing it because in a very funny segment i thought they kept using it as Scott Steiner watching backstage. And one night he was eating chicken wings. And every time they rewind it and snap, he would go snap. Oh, <laughs> so that was funny. But mm-hmm. they kept showing it. And I'm like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. We see it to the point where I just look at it. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, look at his foot went up his ass. That's a fun fact. Russ said that he stopped watching that because of this leg break. I mean, I would too. Yeah, it's it's grotesque. Like I said, it's, it's a Joe Theismann of professional wrestling. I can watch that either. It just the. The idea, just the just the image is, um, yes, very gassy. I wonder, I bet you I can get banned if I try to play that on uh, on Twitch. I bet you I would. Okay, well, let's not try that. Let's not do that. Look, his leg, I love looking at the pictures. His leg is an L. He's a right angle. Yeah, it's a right angle. I just, anyway, Mm. uh, Um, solo, solo Sokoa, um. I'm glad you said his name. I couldn't remember how to say it. Yeah, uh, but the big reveal. Um, and thank goodness um, for the announcers that saying that's who that was because I was I was lost. Um, I we knew the Usos weren't there. We knew uh, Mr. Heyman wasn't there. So um, yeah, Solo Sokoa, the third Uso brother, the youngest uh, the uh, of the Uso. So yeah, there's another cousin that Ray. Um, Ray. Uh, Roman nope. has um, great match between those two. I was really, I wasn't the only one. Um, Bill After, the godfather of uh, Pro Wrestling Magazine, even picked uh, Drew McIntyre to win, and and I, I did too. I was looking for a uh, um, a win uh, that Drew would uh, have in uh, not his hometown, but um, as close to his hometown as you can get. And the reception for him was amazing. So I thought it, it would happen if only just to give Roman a break or um, just to kind of give him. It's been two years as champion, which in today's society, gentlemen and ladies, is huge. Two years as champion. In my day, kids, that was um, a short title reign. <laughs> That wasn't like oh he held it for two years. Wow, because um, I I'm up- still Craig though I'm still because of all the timing change and blown away that he's still champion and very happy that he is. I, I am he's a, he is the number one guy in professional wrestling. Yes, yes, I I I get that and yeah and he should be he's earned it and he deserves it and yes keep the belt on him. I'm saying if they if they didn't if this was if there if there was ever a time. To do it, it would have been at Clash of the Castle, if only because of the incredible momentum that Drew had and where they were. And we've said this on this very podcast many times, especially when it comes to pay-per-view. Um, whatever is done on Sunday, or in this case Saturday, can be undone on Monday. So, and they didn't, and they did not. Uh, in this case, thought of it that way. Monday or or Friday, they could, but um, they didn't. One more thing I do want to point out about Clash in the Castle, which was a great uh card, if not just for the fans alone. 
the probably the match that stole the show, the um the Ricky Steamboat Randy Savage uh bout uh between uh Walter and Sheamus. Did yes. not see that coming. No. But man, those two guys beat the living shit out of each other. And that it's it's odd, Dan, where I'm I see when I they announced that match, I said this is probably gonna be the stiffest match on the card. And what do you know? It was it certainly fucking was on the card. <laughs> I who knew? Uh, yeah, we all did. But still, when you watched it, I was like, man, they was. Uh, but great job uh, from both of those guys. I knew Sheamus was picked specifically, and uh, just like Drew, I mean, because both of those men, Drew and Sheamus, had to defeat other people to get their title shot at Clash at the Castle by design. And I know uh, Seamus was picked just for that same reason because um, of his background and where he's from. And he would get a response from the crowd, and he did. And also, there's twofold to, to give um, Walter, not calling him Gunther, a quality opponent to keep the Intercontinental title on him. Um, what the uh, WWE is doing with the Intercontinental Championship and the United States Championship. Keep them on big, strong baby faces to make those titles mean something. Or, I'm sorry, one baby face in, in Lashley, who still needs a manager. And now you keep the Intercontinental title on Walter. Uh, and you feed him quality opponents like Sheamus. And you add the third member of Imperium. Now you got a stable. Now you got a major heel, top star heel in the making who is going to come off as unbeatable. And that's what makes, and that will make the Intercontinental Championship mean something again. And if anyone, Dan, and it's going on 36 years. If anyone is going to break the almighty streak of the longest reigning intercontinental champion, the honky tonk man, mm-hmm. it better be Walter. Please, please. I want shut honky, shut honky tonk man up. I'm so tired of it. But the fact that no one has, please let them, please hold that please. title longer than the honky tonk man. You think of all the great intercontinental rock. Austin, Triple A, Bret Hart. Russ is interested in what we thought of uh, his match of the night, which was Riddle and Rollins. Man, fuck Matt Riddle. Like, but that was a great match. (laughs) It was a good match. I I I mean, Seth Rollins is still one of the best. Yeah. I I was just tired of both of them. Um, I, I mean, I was just tired of the whole feud. Um, um, yeah, yeah, get my. I'm tired of anybody that r- feuds with Riddle. The only time I didn't care about Seth was feuding with Matt. I, 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 I have no interest in supporting or watching Matt Riddle. And uh, yeah, that nod on his face, it made me so happy. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and hopefully they can just remove Seth. Uh, from that equation and put him against anyone the fuck else. Anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm if you like the match, Russ, great. I I got yeah, I liked fine. the match, but Riddle can uh you know get I fucked. was yeah, I was making lunch while that happened and uh 
Great, uh, great costume, great entrance by uh, by Rollins, bitch. though. <sighs> great costume uh, by Rollins, though. On to AEW, uh, Ben Hur. Um, <laughs> I know I knew Craig would get that one. Thank you. Uh, uh, oh, AEW yeah. Ten Commandments. Yeah. <laughs> AEW Titan. AEW Avatar. Just Avatar. Kept going and going and going and. AEW War and Peace. Yes, the AEW Moby Dick. AEW Bible, the new new King James Bible, twice as new, better than your other detergents. Uh, JRT, shout out, shout out to Josh Robert Thompson. Um, man. There was some great moments in this, but I just man, that's two great pay-per-views in there. You know what? You know what drives me crazy about this, right? So I'm mm-hmm. looking at the card as we're doing the show. Mm-hmm. And 15 matches. 15. If you see, that's not a problem. But I mean it is, but my it point is, is for me. It is my point is is you got Jericho, the Appreciation Society versus Ortiz Ruby Soho, which nice job, Sammy, you fuck for uh injuring Ruby Soho, you fucking dingleberry. Uh Hook uh beating Angelo Parker, Pac and Cape Sabian, Eddie Kingston and um Ishii. Ishii. Yes, Ishii. Uh the Joker team versus Whatever the fuck, the casino ladder match, uh-huh. and then the elite and the young bucks versus Hangman Page and the Dark Order. That's one show. That's a great main event. Whatever you feel about the young bucks, and I will agree with you, Craig. <laughs> we know how you and I stay. You know where you and I stand on the young bucks mm-hmm. uh, above them while they're on the ground. Um, <laughs> all that being said. Those six matches, there's one show. Mm-hmm. This is what we've talked about. How how many names and straight up elite, no pun intended, talent they have is that's one show and that's one complete show. That's mm-hmm. one complete show. Mm-hmm. And then you start off with Jay Cargill and Athena, Wardlow FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns, which that was pretty cool. Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks, uh, Swerving Our Glory versus the Acclaimed, Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Harder, Hikaru Shida, uh, Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy, Jericho Danielson, Darby Allen Sting and Miro, The House of Black, and then your main event, CM Punk and John Moxley. You have two complete shows there, thus, thus showing you how good they are, and at the same time, uh, um, how bad they are. Just everything that I can't think of the words. Words escape me. It's been a long day. Highlighting everything you and I have talked about, about how all these names and nothing to do with them. Thus making a show that was too long. And by the time Tony Storm and Britt Baker was over, I had no, no wish to check back in. And Sting was on the card. Yeah. And I'll watch Sting wrestle a phone book because it's Sting. And I didn't want, I was like, you know, it's too much. I want to go to bed. Um, I want to do something else. Man, I'm getting old. I haven't got time for all this, but... Getting too old for this shit, Dan? I'm getting too old for this shit, Raj. 
Roger fun Griffin. fact: when da- fun fact, when Danny Glover said that on Lethal Weapon One, he was forty three years old. Continue. God damn it! You know what's fucked up? What? That's not fucked up because Danny Glover's awesome. That dude didn't look like he aged the entire series. Where Mel was getting yeah. older. And, well, uh, the, well, when the, you're such a hateful, spiteful prick, I guess you age more. My uh, favorite, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, my favorite part of Lethal Weapon series at the very Lethal Weapon one, uh, Danny Glover was too old for this shit, and he was one day away from retirement. By Lethal Weapon four, they were both the same age. The same age, dude. <laughs> yes. Mel looked like he put on those 20 years. Yeah. But the first one, Mel Mel was the kid, remember? He's a baby. Yeah. And then but by four, They're Danny Glover looks exactly the same. Uh-huh. And Mel has aged 15 years and 10. Yeah. It was the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> That's insane to me. Whenever I go back, I'm like, you could literally paste, cut and paste, and superimpose Danny Glover any shot from any of the four, you'll have no idea what's from. Unless you know the movies inside and out like I do. Uh, and Derek is uh, the Pirates are losing or winning uh, the Mets right now, beating the Mets right now. So I'm delighted. Um, As am I. Yes. But yeah, that crazy to me. How did we get to that? Oh, I'm too old for this shit. Uh, your thought. I am not talking about 15 matches. Let's just talk about the meat and potatoes and then go to the other afterbirth. Uh, the show itself. There was good moments, but again, too long. Thus highlighting again what I said, where there's all this talent, you, you've got to find better things for them. I mean, technically, you own two companies. I, you, you know, when you're Tony Khan and you have this kind of money, you, you money from your dad, you can throw around. So he wants to give everyone, because uh, the pay per view industry is not at all what it used to be. And uh, AEW is probably the last place where you run a traditional pay-per-view where people have to pay an, an inordinate amount of money to watch this show on one night so he's giving all of his wrestlers a pay-per-view bonus because that was the day back in the day kids wrestlers what that appeared on on a pay-per-view got quite a sizable bonus um especially when the uh when the revenues came in when the the ratings came in you get paid off of that so it was a very indicative if you're a top wrestler or even a mid-card wrestler, if you got to be on a pay-per-view, you got yourself quite a payday. So Tony wants to give all of his wrestlers a payday. So we have 15 matches and umpteen six-man matches and a four-man ladies match. And everyone's got a belt and everyone's defending the belt against something or real or imaginary. Um, FTW or or for even champions that uh, champions of organizations that don't technically exist, Ring of Honor, but there's everyone's got a belt and they're always, but that it all that all out uh, the pay per view just illustrates perfectly what the problem with AEW is. Um, they they want to give everyone a belt, uh, they want to give everyone uh, shine and and uh, the spotlight, but everyone doesn't deserve the spotlight. There is no reason that the Jericho Society or whoever they are deserve to be on TV every goddamn week. And is is Daniel Garcia the illegitimate brother of Tony Khan? Why is he maybe on TV every week, but Ricky Starks is not? I I I couldn't care less about that guy. (laughs) Not Ricky. I mean, and he he beats Daniel Bryan and makes him tap out. Who? And no one gives a shit anymore. 
that should, if you're going to have the guy do that and not, and it did nothing for him, you're, you're, you're pushing the wrong people. Don't even get me started on Orange Cassidy or any of those guys in the best friends or the dork order, why they have main event, why they're always getting TV time. But the best goddamn tag team on God's green earth doesn't get any TV time. Why Wardlow, your your Goldberg? Why is he? Why are FTR and Wardlow even on in the same match together? For what? Why? You remember when Goldberg was in the middle of his huge streak, and he just teamed up with the Rock and Roll Express for no, a six man match? No, didn't happen. Exactly. So that that it just it typifies everything was wrong with AEW and which is connected to the afterbirth that we'll talk about in a second. Um, and why the people there aren't worth the, uh, the, the focus that they're getting namely, or because they're careless because there's been more injuries in the AEW shows, just even on the TV matches, people getting dropped in their heads uh, or just because they don't know what the fuck they're doing or they're doing, they're doing it wrong. We saw, I've seen Ricky Starks break his neck on TV, on free TV. Matt Hardy have an incredible concussion on free TV. Because the guys are doing stupid shit. And one of the common denominators is Sammy Guevara. What a surprise. Because he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Ruby Soho has a broken, has a broken nose. I noticed there's not the same outcry for him as there was for uh, Nia Jax. Yeah. I don't know why that is, though, but it's another guy, another person that doesn't deserve the spot that they have. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. so neither to say I did not watch AEW. I, I know of all the results and because 15 matches, you know, you watch it, Dan, but I as soon as I saw their 50 matches and I know there's only like two that I even wanted to see. And one of them, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Neither one of them deserves to lose right now, especially not to each other. This was a team you should have kept together. Like we said earlier with Edge, with the, um, oh, God, with the judgment day. Why can't I remember that, Dan? You literally mentioned Skynet earlier. It's the same thing. I don't know. I don't understand what's going on with you. I don't understand what's going on with me. Um, I think we had the same day. Um, it's very long. long. One? Yeah. Yeah. But you keep Ricky. In, What's your in, name? Fat body. Um, oh, I thought you were doing full metal jacket. I'm sorry. Um, oh. well, that'll what's work. your name? What Fat is body? your name? Fat body? <laughs> what's your major malfunction? Um, yeah. Heart crap that Starks and Hobbs should stayed together because these are two guys either together or apart that need wins on TV. That's who needs to be on TV every week over a Daniel Garcia or the Dark Order or Really Useless or the Best Friends or whoever. It makes absolutely no sense. But uh, AEW is AEW. And I say AEW makes no sense because of who's in charge of AEW. You had a wonderful transition, so I'm not going to split it, uh, uh, fuck it up by going back. So we'll, I'll tack that on at the end. Uh, yes, who were called out by uh, uh, the worst person in the world. 
Let's see if uh, first of all, before we get into the EVP thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is how you listen to Ghost. Yeah. Uh, I do want to point out one thing. Um, I know of not firsthand, but secondhand, uh, Mr. Colton. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Mr. Colt Cabana. Yeah. Uh, is a cheap ass. Mm. Uh, so uh, everything, I believe everything CM Punk said about that guy. Oh, yeah. I, I, that was I, to me when he went on the red, there wasn't anything in there that I, that I was going to disagree with. Uh, I can't. Go into details, but yeah, it sounds about right. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to agree with him, going to agree with him about what he said about the executive vice presidents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have a uh rebuttal, uh, because there's no defense, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> um, that led to uh, first of all. His rant during the presser, mm-hmm. uh, when you watch it a second time, you watch Tony Khan's face, it's much better. Yeah. Because uh, he's just like, shit. Yeah, what the fuck am I going to do here? Nothing. 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 Uh, is this, uh, responsibly people call themselves EVPs, uh, and it's referring to Kenny and the Young Bucks. Uh, couldn't manage, uh, couldn't, excuse me, couldn't fucking manage a target and spread lies of bullshit and put into the media that I got Colt Cabana fired when I have fuck all to oh, do with him. Yeah. Later, uh, Punk later said, uh, all I want to do is sell tickets and fill arenas. And the EVPs were acting like stupid guys who think they're in Reseda. And that's referring to pro yes. wrestling gorilla. Uh, then he went after CM. Uh, then he went after Adam Page, calling him an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck, who went into business for himself on national TV, and further went into it uh, saying that somebody hasn't done a damn thing in this business, jeopardizing the first million-dollar house that this company has ever drawn off my back. Our locker room, for all the wisdom and brilliance it has, isn't worth shit when you have empty-headed idiot. Have an empty-headed idiot. Was never done anything in this business. Do public interviews and say I don't really take advice, and then uh, he did say that MJF is a supremely talented individual, but he also likes to shit where he eats instead of watering the grass, uh, which is interesting considering CM Punk married a wrestler. That being said, there's mm-hmm. a lot to chew there. Yeah, and I know. CM Punk can be a difficult son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And for a guy who doesn't need the money of all the money he made off of WWE, um, I kind of like, I don't want to choose sides here, but it's like he doesn't need the money or the fucking trouble. Right? It's or yeah. the injuries, which he's already had. Yeah. So I I I I kind of side with him on this one. I mean, he's an asshole. Don't get me wrong. But I, I'm kind of taking his side on this one. And it's it goes back to the beginning of AEW when Cody was the guy who was talking mm-hmm. and the spokesperson and all these things that they said about we're going to be different. We're not going to do the same thing. They're no different. It's just like any other company that 
what's the um feeding themselves or family or friends? What's the word I'm thinking of? Nepotism. Nepotism. Mm-hmm. I, I want to invoke what you said earlier about the FT the, the best tag team in the world is on that show, FTR. Mm-hmm. Uh, why why the fuck? Whatever. It it's it's no different. You're no different. You're just as bad. You're running a wrestling show and you're doing wrestling things. That's what wrestling promoters do for the most part, is do the wrestling thing. You are no different, you're no better. And it's not going to be. And I just have to sit here and use, you know, with that knowledge and pick and choose what I watch. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. So I absolutely believe CM Punk. Now, I believe CM Punk is part of his problem, but I believe CM Punk. I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, there was a lot he said about the WWE that I was like, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I, I know people like to give him shit because they don't like that. He talks about these things out loud, but you know, the, the, the good old boys days are over. The brotherhood is well past broken. Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. uh, who gives a shit. If you didn't want that brotherhood hoping, maybe you shouldn't let all these, People who were going to break that into the business. I don't know what to say. Anyway. Meet the old boss. Meet the new boss. Same as the old boss. Yeah, Craig. I was going to say, as many people that have a problem with CM Punk and say, oh, well, CM Punk caused the problems in WWE, so they fired him. And now he's in the AEW causing problems. Uh, It's easy to point the finger at Punk, but both times that Punk had a problem with management, he had a legitimate gripe. That's the thing. As much as many as people want to put point the finger at him as a troublemaker, he had a problem with he was the longest reigning world champion in WWE before Roman Reigns. He had held the belt for a year and a half and was going to main event WrestleMania. But what do you know? Rock decides to come back, and because they like a Rock versus Cena match at WrestleMania, it would be a lot better if it was for the title. So Rock comes in, beats Punk for the title, and it's Rock and Cena for the championship. Punk gets a great match with The Undertaker as a consolation prize, but he'll always be known as a guy that never main event at WrestleMania. And he he's still sore about it, and well as well he should be, because had Rock decided not to come back, you could have had Rock, you could have had Cena. I mean, sorry, Cena versus Punk or Punk versus Undertaker as a main event at a uh, at WrestleMania uh, that would have drawn just as much and drawn just as big a house, uh, especially with Punk coming in in New York, coming into Living Color, playing Cult of Personality live playing him to the ring. Epic. Epic. But Punk was tired of when he the pipe bomb of John Cena being shoved down everyone's throat. And he even said, I got no problem with you, John. It's just the fact that everyone, you're the you're the golden boy. And I'm the best there is in the ring. On the mic, in that ring, 
uh, anywhere. But I don't get ice cream bars. I don't get Tonight Show spots. I don't get a a, a, um, a guest star appearance on a crappy USA show, even though Psych wasn't crappy, but John Cena was a guest star on it. Um, but that kind of thing. And the fact that he was shoved aside, just shoved aside just like that because Rock wanted to come back, pissed him off. And well, it should be. So that was it. As far as AEW now, um, he came back because he wanted to work with guys that he wanted to work with. And the guys he wanted to work with were, you know, up and coming guys that deserved a, a, a spot. And people he respected like FTR. But when you have EVPs that don't like the fact that guys are getting themselves over, like Punk, who already had it, but FTR. So instead of having the rubber match, FTR versus the Young Bucks 3 for all the belts, since, they, since they'll be Bucks were the AEW Tag Team Champions then, no... We'll drop the Bucks. We'll we'll drop the belts in a in a three man tag team that, out of nowhere, and they didn't even get pinned for it. Ricky Starks get pinned again, so the Bucks lose the tag team championship without getting pinned, just so they can win the six man belts with their old buddy, the fellow EVP, uh, Kenny Omega, the returning Kenny Omega. But in what universe, or and if you're Tony Khan, why would you think that a match between the Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Adam Page and the Dark Order is going to get you more buys or more interest than Young Bucks versus FTR 3 for all the belts? And FTR, after they had the match of the year with the Briscoes twice, twice in the same year, after each bout, they weren't on TV again for another month. Why would you? Why would you bury talent like that? Why would you keep them off TV? Why? Oh, because they can't manage themselves. They can't manage a target. They would take the best rather than do a job for the best team in the business for the good of the company to make the company look good. You're going to keep them off TV and win a six-man belt, another belt with their best friend. So, yeah, again, everyone wants to paint Punk as a troublemaker. He's got a legitimate gripe in both places. And the last thing I want to say, Dan, part of the reason why I criticize is 15 bouts in one pay-per-view and the, the, the post-media scrum that came afterwards, I don't care what federation is. If you went back to an old NWA card and you interviewed any of those guys at two in the morning after they've been there for six hours, they're gonna be fucking pissed off too. Oh yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be in a bad so, so I, and you, I, you the wrong dude brought asked CM Punk the wrong question. Yeah. At the wrong time. Yeah. And 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 everybody knows how honest he is from their yeah. perspective, CM Punk can be. Yeah, well, the wrong uh, time was that time, which was yes, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yes, started a fight where someone bit somebody. Yes. Now, I still don't get any, I don't have any details about that. Every detail I get is different. Uh, Punk hit someone, Punk did not hit someone. Ace Steel, who, we, who we, I saw for the first time in like 
12 years on uh, <laughs> the AEW <laughs> Dynamite. Well, they were in Chicago, and I know Ace Steel was a big deal in Chicago in the Indies. Um, but he apparently threw a chair and hit Nick Jackson in the eye. Um, and the uh, grabbed Kenny Omega and, Omega, and someone was bit. Um, the only other thing I heard, and I don't know how reliable these sources were, that Kenny Omega and CM Punk had a sit down uh, with Tony Khan mediating, and uh, nothing was resolved. Um, so right now, I don't know um, where everything is. People are saying that all everyone should be suspended or Punk should be fired, or at the very least, the Young Bucks should step down as EVPs. I don't know. Young Bucks shouldn't be EVPs of a fucking shoe company. No, and neither should Kenny Omega. No, I, yeah, I can't, you know, whatever. I do. I can't argue to, with you. I can't say Kenny Omega has, can do anything EVP related in terms of putting the most talented people on the screen because everyone that has the, the TV time that they're getting is because they're friends of the program. Uh, why else would you can you explain why Daniel Garcia is on TV every goddamn week when Daniel Garcia doesn't do anything to add anything to the company? If Danny Gar Daniel Garcia wasn't, if is he the reason why the ratings are so good right now? Because Daniel Garcia's in a main event spot, or Wheeler Yuta, or Orange Cassidy, what have they done to make the company a big deal? Besides nothing, uh, but because they're friends of the they're friends of the EVPs, but Ricky Starks isn't, Powerhouse Hobbs isn't, FTR definitely isn't. Do do they get any TV top TV time, main event spots, or do they get fed opponents every week that they can beat, so they're put over so you can see how good they are? Oh. No, they're not. Well, so, apparently the fight backstage was Omega and the Bucks confronting Punk in the locker room. Mm -hmm. Punch is starting getting thrown. Ace Steel threw a chair that caught Nick Jackson in the eye, and it took a very large group of people to break everything up. And apparently there are there is legalities in this now. So, okay, congratulations. It's, and swept under the rug during all of this is the return of the biggest heel in professional wrestling. Left under my rug. That was fucking great. We again, just like Dominic turning on Daddy, the worst kept secret in AEW was the return of MJF. Uh, MJF, and there he was, MJF on the scene. Mm -hmm. Um, it was fantastic. It was fantastically yeah. done. And and I tweeted to you, look at that storytelling. You don't mention him. You don't. He doesn't do anything. He sits out, and it was even, I'll argue it was better done better than the CM Punk thing where he didn't come back that next week. Yeah. It was months. Yeah. Good shit. Mm -hmm. Great Which shit. is going to be broken up by the fact that, you know, freaking frack and fuckface uh, are in fights now. Um, there's part of me, Craig, mm -hmm. that thinks this might be a work. There's part of me. Okay. The little part of me, and there's a lot of me. <laughs> so think of a lot of me and a little part of me that thinks that. A little part of you think. Um, yeah. Um, and the, I I agree with that. The little 
part of you, Dan, <laughs> part of me, that little part of you. I just don't see how this, the work of a, a backstage fight can help your on-screen um, show because that's what really needs the the work is the on-screen show. Now, if you're leaking that, if you want everyone to, to think that there was a fight uh, between Punk and the Omegas and the Young Bucks, well, what does that do for your crowd? No tomorrow? fucking idea. <laughs> no idea. I mean, who who? I mean, who are the baby faces and who are the heels here? The only way you pay that off is you have everybody just shoot and fight in the ring. And I've seen CM Punk fight. Uh, Derek pointed this out. We we've seen CM Punk fight. Not well, the greatest I, idea. I, I, well, we heard there was a fight. I said that uh, CM Punk punched Nick Jackson, so no one was hurt. That's good. Uh, you want to do some historian shit? Uh yes, I'd love to do historian. It's well, not shit. shit. It's not but, shit. Um, it's, uh, well, it wasn't negative shit. It's just shit that we're doing. <laughs> it's stuff that Shut happened. Up, Craig. Just do the fucking thing. <laughs> God damn. Uh, yeah. Mom, is that you? God. Yeah. Mom? 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 <laughs> Shut up, Craig. Just do the fucking thing. My balls, man. Just, just do the fucking thing. Just do the fucking thing, man. God damn. God damn it. God damn. Oh, that's what I was doing wrong. Hold on. I'm adjusting my mic live here. Oh. 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 Oh, 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 my. Oh, my. Balls in your pants. Ding. All right, good. Um, gentlemen and ladies, thank you uh, for joining us once again. Uh, for when we look back when uh, professional wrestling was um, a great sport seen by thousands upon thousands of people every single day, every single week, and we pack arenas every single month, week in, week out, month in, month out, uh, without the benefit of cable TV, without the benefit of pay-per-view, uh, strictly a spectator sport. And in 1976 was the third most attended spectator sport in the United States behind baseball and college football. Professional wrestling was uh, in every household in America. Local ratings would outdraw network shows. Uh, before it was sports entertainment, it was professional wrestling. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the wrestling historian. I preface this by saying how wrestling was on TV in local markets that um, and some of the ratings in local markets rivaled uh, the ratings of network shows because in a small market like Memphis or even on a Christian channel like Texas where world class was shown, uh, the ratings would triple uh, anything that was on a network show at the time uh, because of how much fans loved wrestling and how much they were invested. And you can see how much fans were invested uh, just from what they saw on a Saturday morning on, uh, on local TV. One such Saturday morning occurred 32 years ago this week, Dan, um, in Memphis, Tennessee, on September 1st, 1990, um, just doing a uh, fight, um, a feud that uh, Eddie Gilbert was having with the promoter, Eddie Marlin, uh, that Eddie Marlin 
uh, who was tired of Eddie Gilbert throwing fire and being a general nuisance, uh, threw him out of the studio and didn't he was banned from appearing on television that week. And even though Eddie showed up, uh, he said not causing any trouble. And Eddie Marlin took him out and escorted him outside and asked him to leave. And Eddie, they filed a camera crew out there. Uh, and Eddie didn't like it. And he shoved Eddie Marlin down to the ground. And you could hear the fans gasping inside. Out came Jerry Lawler to help up Eddie Marlin. And Eddie Gilbert ran away to his car. And when Jerry went after him, Eddie Gilbert got in the car and gunned it toward Jerry Lawler. And Eddie Gilbert, in his haste, he later said he stepped on the gas instead of the brake, ran over Jerry Lawler or ran down Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler flew over the hood of the car. I was going to say, he ran him down. He ran him <laughs> down. He didn't run him over, ran him down. Down. Went on the car towards Jerry Lawler. Now, Jerry Lawler has since talked about this. What was supposed to happen is that Jerry uh, was going to stand in front of the car. Eddie would slam on the brakes and Jerry would fly into the hood and roll off. Eddie slammed on the gas. So Jerry flipped over the car and landed very hard on his hip and laid motionless for many seconds. And Eddie stopped and sped off. What you didn't hear was anything because the crowd was deadly silent. Even Lance Russell said, oh, because he saw what he saw was real. Eddie Gilbert drove around the block to a payphone kids to call the station to find out what was going on. He didn't get an answer because everyone could not believe what they saw. Well, the people watching WMC TV that morning, kids, by the way, that show did a 13.6 rating. Um, that's low, that's average for Memphis wrestling back in uh, the 80s. And this was 1990. So this is during the, the, the dying days of the territory. Uh, those who watched that, particularly Saturday morning, September 1st, 1990, called the police because they thought they just witnessed an attempted murder by Eddie Gilbert. And within five minutes, the police showed up at the WMC TV studios in Memphis looking for Eddie Gilbert. And Jerry Lawler had to pick himself up in obvious pain and explain to the police officer that it was all a work. He was fine. It was part of an angle. And at this whole time, Eddie Gilbert is trying to call back to the studio. And he is talked to by, um, I think it was uh, Mark, God, the other Memphis announcer. I'm blanking on his name. Like, oh, I, I don't a lot remember. Of things. Uh, yeah. But he told Eddie to stay where he is. Do not come back to the studio because there are police here and they will arrest you. Even though Jerry's telling them and it's all a work, don't come back. So uh, that happened 32 years ago this week. It's available on YouTube. Um, and I think even um, 
uh, Jim Cornette put that on his uh, his Twitter page and a couple other uh, sites. I saw. I saw it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Saturday morning, folks. Wrestling week, and in that particular day, Saturday, September first, nineteen ninety, uh, folks got to see an attempted vehicular homicide. <laughs> <laughs> oh man he hits him so goddamn hard yeah i, I could never get over that man he hits him really fucking hard and i just can't get over it and i know historian folks uh that's your homework for this week to look at to find the uh youtube clip of jerry lawler getting run down um by eddie gilbert in a car by accident but man did it look it it was real i'm gonna say man it looked it looked real it, it, looked, look, yeah, I was gonna say, it looked real man he almost killed that son of a bitch yes it would look very badly um but yeah the, uh that's your homework check it out on youtube uh eddie gilbert running down jerry lawler with a car number for 30 32 years ago can't still can't believe that um september 4th Big day in professional wrestling history. Uh, that was even covered on an episode of uh, A&E's WWE biography. Something we didn't talk about this week. Uh, this past Sunday's biography was on WrestleMania, the very first WrestleMania, and what it took to lead up to that. Uh, a lot of history was rewritten. Um, of course, not even mentioning uh, the NWA or um, Vince buying uh Georgia Championship Wrestling and then having to sell it back because he was losing money hand over fist and the money that he bought that he sold it for uh, $1 million is what he used to fund WrestleMania that was completely cut out but um, another thing that was mentioned on AEW uh, biography was in the biography of Lex Luger uh, because it was uh, September 4th uh, in this week in pro wrestling September 4th uh, 1995, 27 years ago this week, yeah. was the very first edition of WCW Monday Nitro. Coming from the Mall of America, largest mall in America. Uh, great place to hold a wrestling match. Um, filled with people watching for free. Um, to see some great one of the great first matches of all time uh jushin thunder liger against the late great brian pillman uh great bout uh and but during the rick flair versus sting bout here comes out of the crowd what's he doing here what 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 the hell is he doing here somebody get security and the fact that no one mentioned him by name but everyone could see especially in the crowd uh was the return of Lex Luger. This thing was like, look at me, bitch, bitch. Right during the, uh, ironically, between a match between Sting and Ric Flair, who two of Lex Luger's biggest rivals and best and best partners. Uh, Luger had been a horseman with Flair and Luger had been a, uh, uh, had won the Crockett Cup with Sting. Um, they'd also been rivals as well, but Luger's, Luger's first time back in WCW in three years, and he had wrestled in WWF the night before. But here he was on Monday Nitro. This is not for nothing. No wonder Vince has trust issues, man. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. 
And it was and it was fucking Lex Luger. It wasn't anybody, you know, worth it. Yeah, and Lex Luger yeah. was a big deal, even though and listen, know. it's a big it was a big deal and it was a huge moment. It was. I will never forget that. And we know it was September 4th, 1995. I was watching, and I know you were watching, and lots of wrestling fans were watching. Oh, yeah. And the next day, and that show did a 2.9 rating for its first time out, which isn't too shabby. Which not too shabby. Um, not for a first time primetime wrestling uh, on a Monday night for WCW. This is aged poorly, and this is a hot take. But I think having it at the Mall America was really fucking stupid. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll just the say only it. building big enough. What? Every arena you're in is bigger. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. And you're, well, I, and, mean, I mean, technically yeah. not, but it's in. It is. But it's the same thing they did with Road Wild every year. They can they oh. they bragged about a hundred thousand people being there. Yeah, they were there for the festival, and none of free. them. Came. Yeah, and none of them paid. Same thing with Mall of America. Yeah, it's the biggest mall in America. And yeah, you're going to get a huge crowd because they're all there. They're there to shop. Yeah. They had to go to Hulk Hogan's Spaghetti Kingdom or whatever the fuck it was called. Pasta Mania, that's it. I like Hulk Hogan's Spaghetti Kingdom. That was buried like on the other side Side, where the the actual wrestling match was. At least they were near the great train store. Yeah. Okay. Prime location. But yeah, I mean, uh, there's, there's not... If I don't do it, there's not a year that goes by that I don't just watch Liger and and Pillman from that show particular do that match. And and I know we crap on Mongo, but Mongo and Brain were really good that first show, man. They were. It really was. Uh, Yeah. You know, Bischoff, I could take or leave it play by play, but, you know, I'm there listening to Mongo and, 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 and Brain. I don't care about Eric. Um, and Monday Nitro was off and running, and it wasn't until uh, a year later that uh, things started to pick up. But uh, they had started somewhere. Um, well, when you when you start a prime time wrestling show, I know I'm going to go for Dungeon of Doom as my main adventures. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, but all anyone will remember though, had there not been a return of Lex Luger, um, um, the what the main event of Hogan versus um the Ray Trailer Big Bubba Big Bubba and whatever the hell he's called at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna recreate the uh, manage I mean Hulk Hogan and Big Bubba is not the same as Hulk Hogan versus Big Boss Man, which did big ratings in uh, on NBC on network TV and uh, around the country. I don't give a uh, shit about either either. Me neither. But okay. what I all anyone did remember was the return of Lex Luger and Lex Luger, awesome- baby the possibility of a Lex Luger versus Hulk Hogan because long time ago, folks, um, about five years earlier, Lex Luger was supposed to be the NWA's version of Hulk Hogan. Um, had the body, million dollar body, great look and everything and uh, pushed to the moon. Uh, just, you know, just didn't have Hogan's charisma head for the business. I was going to say, the only problem was, is it was Lex Luger. Yeah. He had everything else, but um, yeah. And also, folks, if you check out the A&E's biography series, uh, each one of them is on demand now. Uh, the Lex Luger one is really fascinating. And I'm saying this as someone who's never been a Lex Luger fan, um, but his story is just 
is just as compelling before he got into wrestling as it was after. Because um, you know, a lot of people for, forget. I certainly did, again, because I wasn't a fan. When WWE bought WCW, a lot of guys were paid to stay home. And a lot of the big names, obviously, were going to be picked up at some point to come to the WWE. Your, your Nashes, your Halls. Um, a lot of guys, as soon as their contracts were available, they picked up like Booker T's and uh, your DDP's and uh, those guys. But a lot of guys um, were just left by the wayside. And one of them was Lex Luger. Uh, uh, and obviously because he had left Vince, um, well, even though his contract was up, he appeared on WCW uh, the day after he was on the WWF show and Vince wanted nothing more to do with him. So because of that, Lex Luger's wrestling career, as soon as WWE bought WCW, Lex Luger's wrestling career was over. But um, yeah, but it's a really good, uh, it's a great documentary series. Oh, darn. Specifically the Rey Mysterio one that actually uh, brought me to tears. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to binge those uh, when I get a chance. Yeah, and, let me, uh, and please let me know what you think. Of course, uh, absolutely. Uh, oh, and last yeah. thing uh, that happened uh, today in pro wrestling history, uh, 42 years ago, um, the founder of All Japan Wrestling, the great seven-foot giant Shuhai Giant Baba, defeated Harley Race for the NWA Heavyweight Championship. This will be the third time that Giant Baba would be the NWA champion. And the second time he defeated Harley Race. And I know a lot of people beat Harley Race for the NWA championship twice. Uh, and But Giant Baba is the first to beat him twice for the NWA championship. Uh, Baba would lose the belt back five days later, September 11th, when Harley Race would return on his way back to uh, the United States. Uh, but that will be the third and final reign of the great legendary Shuhai Giant Baba. Dan, he was NWA champion three times, and the total combined length of his reign, 19 days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. He, he defeated okay. Jack Briscoe in 1970, uh, 1975, Jack Briscoe's first tour of Japan. He lost it. Jack Briscoe lost it his first day there to Giant Baba, and he regained it on Jack Briscoe's last day in Japan. Uh, and then it would happen two more times, and Harley Race would uh, would travel to Japan, uh, face Giant Baba his first day, first night, lose to Giant Baba, and regain it. Like he's like, I'm dropping it off when I get to Japan, and I'll pick it up on my way home. Uh, <laughs> but all that all that did was just foster goodwill between Giant Baba and the NWA because so many great NWA stars not only gathered much needed experience uh, wrestling in Baba's uh, federation, but some got to be stars there where they wouldn't be in the United States. Uh, and even some like a Terry Gordy or Ted DiBiase and even a Dan Spivey got uh, a huge career boost from uh, the, the the type of money in the crowd that they drew overseas working with Giant Baba, uh, but not just with um, 
Ted, like I mentioned, Ted DiBiase, and Steve Williams, Terry Gordy, the Funks had a long history with Baba, but uh, all the great matches you see with with the Funks, Terry and Dory in Japan are under the uh, umbrella of Giant Baba's Corporation. All Japan made so many American wrestlers, superstars in Japan. Why so many wrestlers, American wrestlers, stayed in Japan? Uh, your your uh, Dan Crawfords and um, Doug Furnaces were maybe the best American tag team in Japan. Um, the Malenko brothers, Joe and Dean, found huge success in Japan where they couldn't find it in uh, in the United States uh, because of the way that Baba nurtured um, American talent. And he's standing with the NWA is longstanding. So if that meant the NWA champion had to come to Japan and drop the belt to Baba for a week, hey. Okay. <laughs> price Pick it doing, up on the way home. Price of doing business. Uh, but yep. yeah, th- th- today was Giant Baba won his third NWA championship um, and total reign, 19 days. And that, gentlemen and ladies, is a wrestling historian. And you can follow me, if you so choose, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter, at Craig Lagon, C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S. Follow me on Twitter at DanLaw83. That's going to be hilarious to me later. Uh, DanLaw83, H-I-A-C-TalkRadio.com for all of the... For all of the... For all of the... For all of the podcasts... You got to watch live, folks, to get what we're doing right now. All the podcasts, Stadium Journey, HIC Talk Radio, Manic Mixtape, and of course, Nerd Herd is all there. HICTalkRadio.com. Go to your favorite podcast app on your phone. Subscribe, download, listen, press play. Or you know what? When you go to bed, press play, press mute. I don't give a shit. Just listen to the show. Uh, stream the show. I don't care if you listen. Just stream it. Stream it. Yeah, man. I don't care. Just stream it. Uh... For Craig Legans, I'm the other guy. Keep it on the paper. <laughs>